Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. What up? It's Todd. And I'm Obert. And uh, wow, we are back. We are back. We're back. In black. In person. Yeah. All two thirds of us are, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Chris is in Connecticut. I don't even know if you can call this in person. I know. I know. Like, I think Chris... You might be able to... Okay, there you we go. That's proof because because we heard the sneeze in Tud's microphone. <laughs> so they're within sneezing distance. Sneeze distance. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's how you catch COVID, right there. Yeah. We tried to uh, we tried to record from the same laptop, but apparently when you plug two uh, two microphones into one laptop, it's like I don't know what to do anymore. It's like <laughs> I can't I, I can't do this. Like, this is too much. Like what are you doing? And, then I was like, hey, why don't we just record off the same mic? And he was like, no, we can't do that. Yeah, just imagine how much sneeze ever... you would have had on you in that case. <laughs> I don't think that was ever had, projected. Definitely ever. had the COVID. Uh-huh. I, I would have recorded off of one mic. We could have snuggled in. Snuggled in close. But... We should also wish a happy birthday to Obert. Oh, thank happy you. Happy birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Happy I birthday. Appreciate what it. Did you, our, what did you do for your birthday? Anything? Uh, well, I'll just I was going to say our, our podcast is total of 99 years old now. We've all made it to thirty three. <laughs> We're there. Take that, um, Bezos. I bet nope, if you not yeah. Bezos. Who's the other one? Um, uh, Betty what White. What the hell's his name? Bill Gates. Nope. No, the podcast guy, Joe Rogan. Oh, Joe Rogan. Yeah. Take that, Rogan. Yeah. Oh, um, I'm still waiting for my uh, my thank you text message for wishing you a happy birthday on your birthday. No, I just I just wished I just said thank you to you in person. On the mic. I figured it'd be more sincere if I waited until we were recording. To, I also uh, sent you a happy birthday email. That's nice. You know, I got a couple of people, I think, commented on Facebook. I haven't logged in, but that's what Facebook is emailing me. And uh, I got a bunch of texts from friends, but you were the only one who sent me a birthday email. You know, I got a couple phone calls, some cards in the mail, but you were the only person who sent me an email. So I really appreciate that. Super important that you got the email. Yeah. But uh, to answer your question, Chris, I... Uh, we did Oktoberfest, Oktoberfest dinner. Uh, I had my friends, our friends Doug and Katie were out visiting me. We did um, schnitzel and spatzel and homemade pretzels and beer cheese soup and lots of beer. So Ooh. pretty much everything that you could want to eat, you know, for Oktoberfest. So it was good. Oh, nice. That sounds, that does sound really good. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, have we decided, like, is, since there is no official Oktoberfest, is it just like, Oktoberfest all year? It's just o- us. October, it's just uh, Oktoberfest of Palooza all year, right? I guess that's true. If there's no Oktoberfest of Palooza, or if there's no Oktoberfest, it relies on Oktoberfest of Palooza, a.k.a. us, to to continue celebrating in the absence of Oktoberfest. What if we just change the name this year in celebration to Festa Palooza? Mm. Well, mm. I should tell some of our listeners who maybe haven't heard the Oktoberfest episode from two years ago that... We celebrate Oktoberfest of Palooza every time, every day that it is not currently Oktoberfest. Yeah. Oktoberfest right, of Palooza but... starts the day Oktoberfest ends and doesn't end until the beginning of the next Oktoberfest. So we're just skipping Oktoberfest this year. We're going with a full two-year-long Oktoberfest of Palooza. Oh, see, I think we should be, in honor of Oktoberfest itself, we should have Festa Palooza. While we wait for October Festa Palooza to start. Okay. Oh, so this is a new thing where in the place of Oktoberfest there's now Festa Palooza. Well, there's gotta be something to celebrate. I guess that's I guess that's true. I guess that's true. But isn't October Festa Palooza enough to celebrate? I think so. That's what I celebrate every day. When in doubt, <laughs> always celebrate more holidays. Okay. Well, then it gets then it gets so cloudy. It's like, what is this? Is this Martin Luther King Day or is this October Vestapalooza? Like, who knows anymore? Like, they're both synony- they're synonymous with one another. That's true. Well, and actually, <laughs> in honor of um, my Th- National Mai Tai Day, I have a beer that I was saving to have Tud. I was saving to have with Tud, or for I couldn't drink it when you weren't on the show. I really wanted to drink okay. it. The last episode that you weren't on, um, um, but Chris was like, no, we got to wait. Uh, this is a collective arts beer that I brought back from Canada when I went, what seems like a month ago now. Um, I mean, I think it was about a month ago. Specifically with you in mind, Todd. So. so when is National Mai Tai Day? When is National Mai Tai Day? I'm glad you asked. Yes. 
because I know that day and it is hang on. <laughs> um August 30th. Oh. So we're a little late, but you know. Well, we're not quite a month out though. We're, we're I mean by the time people hear this, we'll be exactly yeah. a month out. Yeah. If you celebrate monthly Mai Tai Day, then, you know, 11 months of the happy, year. Happy Maya Tai Palooza Day. This is the drink for you. Um but yeah, this is a Mai Tai Sour with Orange juice, lime juice, bitter, orange peel, and orgeat. It's got a picture of somebody standing on a skateboard with legs and an umbrella for a top half of their body. It's kind of a weird way of skating. I think it might be dangerous if you skated holding an umbrella. Yeah, and they're kind of doing um, one of those skateboarding moves where it's like the opposite of a wheelie. <laughs> uh, Just no, a, a nosy. A, yeah, a, a nosy. A nosy is what it's called, <laughs> where the back of the f- skateboard is floating in the air and just sailing along on the front two wheels. There's a there's a uh, there's a term for that. Um, it's in it's in Grand Theft Auto. There's always like a like a record that you have to make by going the furthest with like just the nose in the air. Oh, what the hell's the name of it? Well, while you think of it, you know our audience has really missed in your absence, Tud. Our uh, sound drops. We haven't had them, but. Um, I don't, listen, you guys all made fun of me for the sound drops, and now you want them back? I don't know if I can give them to you. Okay. It's a pretty good sound drop. Mm. It's beer 30, and I'm thirsty. thirsty. I've been working like a dog all week long, so maybe something cold won't hurt me. Because it's beer 30, and it's time to party. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby, indeed. This is a really interesting sour on the nose. It's, it smells like a Mai Tai. Those citrusy, orangey, citrusy notes um, with that little bit of bitter. It's very clear. Yeah. Nope, it's not. It's, it's lighter in color for a sour beer, but it is definitely has some haze to it, for sure. Um, it looks maybe like a, little, like a glass of dirty orange juice, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, this so- is... This is a beer from Collective Arts. I know you're a big fan of them, right? Todd, you have them. They're from um, Quebec or something, Montreal. Yeah. Yeah, they, I mean, I think they were one of like the first like Canadian beers that I ever had outside of like. Molson's. The Canadian. Yeah, is it Molson's or Labatt's or one of those two? Yeah. Um, they're like the first like Canadian craft beer, I guess I should say. Um, their cans are pretty cool. Uh, the beer's halfway decent, if not, you know, good. You know, overall, their their IPAs. I that's I think that's pretty much all I've ever had by them. I probably had more at like beer fests, but their IPAs are always pretty solid. Yeah, you can't remember that. Can't remember those ones at that point. You're already had. It's like Hazy Rain Cloud. I think is one of theirs. Hazy Rain Cloud. Yeah, I think that's yeah. the name of one of their IPAs. Huh. Well, let's see how this Mai Tai sour is. So, for those of us following at home, a Mai Tai, which we've is... had on the show before. Correct, but what is it for our new listeners? It is what what is it, Tud? I will tell you, Tud. It is a cocktail based on rum, uh Caraco. Carousel. No, Caraco. Okay. Caraco liqueur and or great or jot. No, or great syrup and lime juice. This is America. We pronounce words as they are. We, we pronounce words We did a whole thing on how to pronounce or when I did the Mai Tai. Last year in October. So um, we Googled it. Google says it's Orjat. That's what the weird robot lady says. And I trust the weird robot lady. So Orjat syrup is like an almond syrup. So it gives it that little bit of a nutty. Does the weird robot lady also tell you that it's a quintessential cocktail for tiki bars? Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. And it is National Tiki Drink Month. So that was another reason I had to have this Mai Tai on. So wait, so National Mai Tai Day is August 30th. Yeah. But National Tiki Drink Month is September. No, no, no. National Tiki Drink Month starts, um, you know, at the end of Oktoberfest and doesn't end until the next Oktoberfest starts. So it has a weird overlap with Oktoberfest. Uh, Yeah. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Uh, So in in February, when it's negative 12 outside, still National Tiki Cocktail Day. Month. Month. Right. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Okay. It just—I'm learning. Well, really, what it is is it's just there's different. There's twelve different countries that each have a different national cocktail month. So you could really just say, "Well, I'm celebrating Canada's national cocktail month with this collective uh-huh. arts mai tai." 
Um, but anyway, as I was about to describe this beer, it's really good. Um, it definitely replicates the the nice balance of the nutty orgeat with the citrusy fruit juices of the orange and lime. Uh, I also think that I get a little bit of that um, spice you would find in the rum, perhaps. It doesn't taste like a, any beer I've ever had before. It's a very unique sour. I like it. I like Mai Tais. Um, if you don't like Mai Tais, first of all, what's wrong with you? But second of all, this probably isn't for you. I, I can tell you what's wrong with me. They're just not my thing. Then you can't tell me what's wrong with you because they're they're everyone's thing. They're not my thing. <laughs> if you have an almond allergy, I'm sorry that you can't enjoy this delicious Mai Tai that everyone in the world except for Ted would agree is a delicious beverage. I actually don't think I've ever had one. I didn't think you did. I think you were just saying that to be Todd. <laughs> um, but I like this. It's it's a very different drink. It reminds me of the other beer cocktail things that I've had, where I've had like the old fashioned uh, beers. You know, we had the contemporary fashion I had on, and then I think there's another old fashioned type beer I had. So I like these, like when they make a fake cocktail in a beer. I think that's kind of fun to brew a beer to taste like a cocktail. Overall, um, it's going to get the rare four and a quarter from me. I really like it. Wow, nice. Yeah. All right. So out of 4,100 check-ins. 4,100. What do you think? Yes, 4,100. 4,134 to be precise. Oh, yeah. I forgot. New on tap doesn't really like to tell you how many actually to the number now. Correct. Um, I hope that Untapped likes it as much people. as I do. I don't think they're going to be in the 425 territory, which is really high for them. But but I think it's going to be between 4.1 and 4.2. Um, I think it's maybe a 4.11. Nope. Okay. All right. Who's you next? Uh, no, it's actually it's a it's a 3.49. Wow. It's so low. Wow. I'm not even putting it on the board. I'm embarrassed to write 0.6 something. Yeah, that's, they, uh, that's why I, I wasn't saying much honestly i was like wow i can't believe it goodness the folks the folks that over at untap don't like your beer over i wonder why maybe, maybe it's a like little mai too mai tai look at as i said as a man of the people yeah semicolon tud yeah i know what the people want and it's not this beer and what the people don't want are mai tais i mean th- 3.4 you know it's not terrible you're right it's not it's not terrible I will tell you that out of out of drinking out of a can, the rating is three point five one. Drinking out of a bottle, three point seven nine. Hmm. Well, that's weird. But uh, you know, sometimes people are just wrong. <laughs> um, like you today. Like me today, or the other four thousand people. One of those two. Yes, it can only be the four thousand people. It can't be you. No, I don't think so. There are two hundred ninety-seven people who agree with me. They get to check this beer, and everybody else, no. Um, okay. Well, I'm going to enjoy my Mai Tai Sour, play a little catch-up with you guys. Um, Chris, you uh, you need a beer to, to perk up over here? Sure, why not? What do you got for us tonight? This Is is this um, courtesy of the Tadiska household? Yes, courtesy of the Tuds. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I was, uh, you know, I think y'all may have heard me at the beginning, but I, I needed a beer. Oh, uh, I did sneeze. I did sneeze very good. I was such a good sneezer. <laughs> um, but Tud was nice enough to hook me up with a, uh, a, a collaboration between Front Porch Brewing and a, a monster, a monster A. Is this Abomination Brewing? Is that what the monster A is? Yes. Yep. Uh, Ooh. And this is their pistachio puff pastry, which is an imperial white stout. Very interesting. With pistachios, lactose, vanilla beans, cacao nibs, and marshmallows. So coming Sounds in at a very amazing. low. It does sound very good, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, I, coming in at a very low 10.1% alcohol. Okay. Yeah. Nice little nightcap. <laughs> I actually, um, I have, I make the same cake for myself for my birthday every year. And it is a uh, pistachio cake. So mm, I what, had a slice. Is... How do you make pistachio cake is your question? You basically take yellow cake mix and pistachio pudding mix and you dump it in with eggs and oil and mix it and put it in a bunt pan and then you put it in the oven and it is and you put in some chocolate chips and walnuts and it is amazing little a bunt oh oh the the little metal whoop-de-whoop pan yeah the giant donut 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> loop okay. to loop. In. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's great. It's great, and I wish I had this beer to go with it because it was. Yeah, actually, I I picked it out because it was your birthday. Like, oh, you know. I, I can't believe you remember that I do that for my cake every year. It's so sweet. Yeah, you know, I, I did remember. I let you tell the story for Tud's sake, and then mm-hmm. uh, you want to jump in with the recipe. He doesn't forget. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't remember those like really tiny things about his friends. You know that makes that make a difference. And um, so, well, I, I requested this beer. Pro tip. So. Pro tip for you, Tud. Um, because I my birthday is on I Facebook. Actually, I I actually you should I go into your calendar. About- Right now, I just did. I I actually feel terrible that I forgot. I I just did. I I I don't even like. I actually I feel embarrassed to be on the podcast. Actually, at this moment, it's okay. All right, we're doing drinking along with friend again. Yep. I considering I sent a happy birthday and it just got held up. I did send an email. He did send an email. <laughs> but just I don't have email at the camper. Um, hold on. Maybe if you get an email soon, from I me. will point out. I will point out that. It, out of the two of us, I was the first one to say happy birthday. Uh, not according to text messages, <laughs> which is only what people are going to look at. Well, out of the three of us, I was the first one to mention that I had a birthday. <laughs> so, Well, I mean, I think we all figured that at some point in time, you were born. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's we just whether or not, you had a birthday. It's not it's like... whether or not you had... You remembered. We yeah. were... Oh, but we were actually testing you to see if you had Alzheimer's. <laughs> Congratulations. You remembered your birthday. Yeah, we were both like, wow, can you believe that Ober didn't mention his birthday today? How rude. Yeah, I better <laughs> yeah, not text I, him. I, I, I got really nervous that, <laughs> that that you were not okay. Uh, anyways. Is it green? Uh, this, is the beer green? The beer is not green because it is a white stout. So it is, it is, it is a golden... Uh, I poured it way to. The, I poured it right to the brim. I was like, I so I I'm I'm using my everybody my famous little house glass. Mm, I like that glass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a meniscus and, going on. That's how full that glass is. Yeah, and uh, there's no head, and the head was oh, not quite present. A meniscus, right and um, <laughs> like the thing that you like the thing that tore that Chris tore back in like freshman year of high school. It's a different meniscus. Oh, too many meniscuses. Why are words? Why do words uh, have more than one meaning? But anywho, so this little house glass, uh, my famous one. Uh, I was pouring the beer into it, and I was like, "This can't hold sixteen ounces. This can't hold sixteen ounces." And yes, it can. It can hold just about exactly sixteen ounces. It's amazing, <laughs> almost to the point where I'm, gonna, I'm afraid I'm going to spill it. Um, but it is a nice semi. I don't know. The bottom looks clear, but the top doesn't. So I guess it's. I guess it is unfiltered. Um, but it's it more, is a, one of those uh, beers where you get more clarity the more you drink of it. Um, I remember when I was pouring it, it smelled very sweet. So I don't know why. Uh, I, well, I guess there is a lot of sweetness in here with the marshmallows and the um, vanilla beans. But let's see how it is. These white stouts I don't see very often. I don't think a lot of people do. So it's always a kind of a nice rarity to have one. So let's see what this one's like. So I will say it is very sweet, very sweet. Um, it's smooth. You get hit with the pistachio. The pistachio flavor is very, very prominent, very nice. Um, and then uh, you, but you do get hit with a lot of sweetness from the vanilla beans and the marshmallows. The lactose adds like a thickness to it. I didn't pull out a lot of cacao of the cacao nibs from it. Um, I pretty much got hit with like a like a pistachio. Um, like maybe like a pistachio smoothie almost or Interesting. pistachio. Yeah. It's like, it's, it, it's thick. It's got the pistachio flavor and then it's really sweet. So it's got a lot going on. Let me see if I can pull anything else out of it. Right. No. I mean, that's pretty much it for me. Um, it's, uh, the pistachio, it's the sweetness, uh, maybe a hint of like the marshmallow aftertaste. Um, it's not bad. Like it's definitely something that they were like trying they just, I don't know if they, this is like what they had left. They were just like, yeah, we're going to throw all this stuff together. Um, but uh, it works really well together. I wish I picked out more of the cacao nibs um, to add, like, there's like a tinge of bitterness, but nothing, like right at the beginning, a tinge of bitterness, but not enough to even, um, like, account to that. Now, 10.1% alcohol, you don't taste that at all. Really? That's, 
That's completely covered up. Huh. Yeah. Very smooth beer. It's almost like a like a dessert beer. Like I wouldn't be able to drink more than like one of these without getting like feel like I'm getting cavities or whatever. Like you know, it's like it's one of those. It's a very it's a very sweet, very desserty type beer. Um, but it's well made. Uh, I mean, you can't go wrong with. Well, I've actually I'm I've not heard of Front Porch Brewing. Are they another twelve percent? Like I don't think so. I have them up, up on Untapped on Pier, and they're out of Wallingford, Connecticut. Um, it looks like they have a lot of beers, but um, most of them only seem like they have like less than 2,000 check-ins. So I don't think they are a super big brewery. Okay. Okay. Well, let me see. Get one more before I give my final verdict, but I think I know where I'm at. Now, have you had this beer yet, Todd? I have. Okay. Um did you like it? Were you a fan? Um, it was okay. I, it was it it was interesting. There's a lot of flavors going on, but um, but I my personal preference is that it's way too sweet. Yeah, um, similar to what I Chris was saying about had, cavity-ness. Yeah, I think a few times that I had it, I I don't know. I think the first time I finished it, second time I finished it, I don't think I finished the third one. Um, the third one you gave I, to just, Chris. <laughs> no, I gave, I gave the fourth one to Chris. Okay. Oh, okay. Nice, nice. Um, I figured I figured it was cool to get a second opinion because I was like, "Am I the only one who thinks this is way too sweet?" No, you're not. You're not. Um, oh, one sec. Well, I have six hundred and forty-seven second opinions that I could tell you about uh, once we hear Chris's. Chris's average and what he thinks <laughs> the other second opinion havers are, have. All right. So I think it's going to be, uh, well, me, myself, I'm going to give it a 375. It's not bad. And, like, that's probably a generous 375. Like, I think th- I think they went too overboard on the sweetness. But it's a well-made beer. It doesn't taste bad. It's just be prepared for, like, a sweet, a sweetness. Um and you said 640-some-odd, you said? 647. 647. See, this is, one, this is a tough one because I feel like there's that hot pipe uh, attributed with Abomination and the 12% Beer Project and all of that stuff. That being said, I'm, you know what? I'm going to kick it down the, the goalpost. I'm just going to say four, a 4.0. I'm going to say a 4.0. I think it's going to be exactly 4.0. Close. Definitely good enough to get on the board. Uh, with a 4.07. Ooh, okay, okay. So, leaving some time on the clock, leaving some room. Some, some wiggle room. Yeah. Yeah, but you know I what? Mean, like I said, good enough to get on the board for now. I'll write that up there. This is a big, this is a big deal, by the way. I'm only two behind right now. Yeah, the uh, the field has tightened a little bit in Tud's It has. Absence. It's tightened very much. Well, not only Tud's options, but Obert got hot during the summer. Yeah. Hot Obert summer. Mm-hmm. That's what they say. <laughs> Uh, that's that's what everybody's saying um so but yeah i'm interested what tud kept from me you know what did what did tud keep from me his his esteemed guest in his house well <laughs> i now i like i i actually didn't even think about that um what the he's like this about, is a super well, about king the, julius a trillium and treehouse collaboration that they well, made no, one of. other half. They made one. I have it. You no, can't I didn't have th- any. I didn't think about the fact that like that we had a competition going on. It's been so long since I've been out of the the catbird seat here. Yeah, um, you know, you know I, bef- we didn't really even get a chance to talk about what you've been up to since uh, since your absence. Yeah, well, I mean, I felt so bad about your birthday that I just kind of skipped over what I was doing. Yeah. That's fine. Maybe we'll oh, save that for another right. week, I guess. Who knows if you have something good to talk about? I mean, I've got a bunch of stuff to talk about, but I guess I need to, you guys to check. Is this even on Untapped? Well, that's what you're drinking. This yeah. like energy drink water. It's not energy drink water. Well, it depends on what you water. define energy drink as. Beer is kind of like an energy drink. Well, if it's not, I got to go get a new drink because I need to. I need something to. Well, I mean, don't hold up the podcast. Like you know, commit to it or don't. I will go and hold up the podcast as long as I want. What is it? Buzz Water? Buzz Water. What's the brewery? Bottled by Buzz. Bottled by Buzz Water. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. The only thing that comes up when I type in Buzz Water space is Fuzz War from Big Sexy Brewing Company. No, so. don't don't add a space. I don't think there's a space. No, I know. I was just. It's a funny name of a brewery. Let me say it. Uh, no, I, I don't see it unless Ober has found it. No. 
All right. right. So, hey, man, it's me. Oh no! It's time to it's time to to make this happen. Get my next tally mark. The gatekeeper, close in the distance. One away I'm, now. I'm only, only one away. It's amazing. Yeah. I don't know how this how this happened. T- oh, everybody remember that this is Tud's second drink. By the way, two tries at at winning Man of the People. All right. So this week. I brought a beer called Watercolors Replay by Skygazer. Ooh. It is a Berliner Weiss style beer with blackberry, black currant, sweet cherry, vanilla, and milk sugar. Sounds really tasty. Like all kind of all over the it, place. It it just may be tasty. I haven't had too many Skygazer beers, um, but I feel like everyone I have had has had like this many different adjuncts in it. They do. They are a big um, fan of the adjuncts in their beer. Yeah. So, I don't even know if you call this a beer. This is where it gets to the point where you have to debate, is it a beer, is it not a beer? It looks like it is straight- jelly, like raspberry or jelly. It looks like a smoothie. Yeah. yeah. Super it thick. Is, it's straight purple. Super viscous. Uh, it's straight purple. It's You can't see through it. It The head sticks around forever. It looks like juice. It pours like juice. Um, It's super thick. It's like thick with like like 37 teas. How many C's? It's. You know what? Yeah, that's funny. I hope it's. It's. And 37 T's and 757 C's. Okay, we're very vowel deficient in this word. Yeah, it's. It sounds like. 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 Remember back in the day, the noise the TVs made? Like the staticky noise? Yeah, yeah, that noise. Is that is that supposed to mean this beer's gonna taste good? I have no idea. Okay. We're gonna see if it gets some we're gonna see if it gets some static walking through the door. Okay. I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. So, it's a little soury, super thick with like 647 C's and uh, 17 T's. Um, I definitely get a lot of the blackberry. I think that's what's causing a lot of the sour. Uh, the black currant, I don't really taste. The sweet cherry kind of kind of forms the rest of the flavor of the beer. Uh, everything after the sour is pretty much cherry in it. You know, I think the vanilla and the the milk sugar kind of make this extra thick. There's, there's, it definitely tastes like it tastes like a thin milkshake. Like if you had gotten a fruity milkshake or a fruity smoothie and kind of left it in your car on a hot day and then walked into like a store and came back and it was still a little cold, but you could definitely tell like you had to like mix it up with the straw. You paint a beautiful um, picture. <laughs> yeah, I think that's I think that's I think that's the best way to describe it. I think it's kind of like that. It's very good. Um. It's not my favorite of the watercolors. I've had others. Um, some to, to great acclaim. I think you guys all had one last time you were at my house that was like blue raspberry and lemon, and it was a blue can. It was it was really good. It's my favorite of their of their watercolors. When we were brewing the beer, our homebrew, we had so yes. many we had so many beers that day. I, I can hardly remember them. But uh, now that's cool. I didn't I didn't even know that watercolors was the name of the series that they have. So they're all like kind of fruit smoothie ish beers. Correct, yeah, and they have a bunch of different watercolor styles where they have the watercolor replay, which is a, like a remake of, of prior watercolors that they've done. They just, um, you know, this if you remember correctly, Skygazer used to be independent, and then they they basically, you know, they separated from their head brewer. Their head brewer opened up a new brewery, and these the two other owners went and contracted brewing out of 12%. Um, so the replay series has more of been a way to go back and kind of reproduce the beers that um that they used to produce when they were independently Skygazer. But they also have watercolor like creme brands where it's it's extra creamy and it's like it's supposed to taste like a like a orange sickle or or anything like that. Like they they do a bunch of these different brands. And this one just happens to be a recipe that was that was made by, you know, their original brewer way back in the day. Cool. Yeah. So 
I think there's a lot of hot pipe around Skygazer, um, so I think it will be relatively highly rated. Uh, but I think my rating is going to be a four two five. Nice. Okay, that's yeah. solid. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it's really good flavor. Um, you know, you don't taste the fact that it's five point five percent ABV, so it's super. In my opinion, it'd be crushable, but it is. It's almost too thick to crush. <laughs> yeah. No. I. It's not not crushable. Not crushable when you have to crush it with a spoon. Yeah, I think that if you put a spoon in this, it would stand straight up. Yeah. Mm. Um, untap. I think it's gonna be probably above a four two five. I'm gonna give it a four two seven. <sighs> well, you're incorrect, but unfortunately for me, you're incorrect enough to be more correct than my incorrectness. Is it's a four two one out of hundred and forty eight check-ins. So point oh okay. six. <laughs> But as we dis- as we de- as we declared, price is right rules, so I technically win. So no, that's not how that works. So unfortunately, Tud. Well, I mean, if you take into account the buzz water, which got you on nothing, um, I still win. So must be nice to have two chances. I mean, the people who put an asterisk in this one. Uh, well done, Tud. Another tally on the board. Tud's Tud's in perfect perfect form after taking a month off. He's still he's still got it, folks. My friend, bump 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 bump, and I'll keep on getting them right until Chris quits. Bump bump. I swear, you like only started getting them right after we got the whiteboard. For the whiteboard, Tud all over the place, never got them right. Well, that's why we have the whiteboard. We have Uh, definitive proof now of who's leading. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so before we move on to handles, I have um, the 20 best beers to drink in fall of 2021 from hopculture.com. Ooh, okay. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to hmm. go through all of them because there's, uh, you know, a lot of them to talk about, but I want to talk about some of the ones that I seem to look a little bit more interesting on this list. Um, first one that I found really interesting is uh, called Bake and Break which is a collaboration between Brockton Beer Company and Trillium Brewing out of Boston. Oh. Um, hmm. Yeah. It's brewed exclusively for Barrel and Flow, um, which is a Pittsburgh-based festival dedicated to highlighting BIPOC-owned breweries across the country. Um, the It's uh, 8.5% double IPA, but the main reason they included this on the list is because it features it's the beer features um, bread made from stone milled Massachusetts flour and baked in Trillium's wood fired ovens, which is very interesting. I never heard of a interesting of a bread beer before. I didn't know Trillium had wood fired ovens. Maybe they uh, do pizzas or something now. Who knows? Mm. Um, it's their only IPA on the list. There's um, what are some other interesting things on here that I saw that looked good? Um. The Copper Legend from Jack's Abbey. Seems like that's not a new beer, but we've had it on the podcast before. Tud brought it as their... Um, they say on this list that year after year, they've recognized Copper Legend as one of the best American versions of Oktoberfest to drink during the season. So say what you want about Tud, but he agrees with Hop Culture on the best Oktoberfest beers around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, listen, I am a guy who knows his beer. Yes, you are. Um, this one looked interesting. It's the um, Oaktoberfest and the Smoketoberfest from Live Oak Brewing Company out of Austin, Texas. Um, the guys who did the Grzynski. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, what was it? The yeah Grzynski. Um, yeah, with with Fox Farm. Yeah. So they obviously have the Oaktoberfest, and then they have their their smoked version, which is smoke spelled S M O A K. So keep your eye out for that if you're in Austin or if you can get some Live Oak Brewing beer. Um, let's see if there's anything else I want to... This one caught my eye on the list. It's the uh, Bonsai from the Ale Apothecary out of Bend, Oregon. Very cool looking, almost wine bottle shaped bottles with the, the corks on the top. Um, okay. Fancy. Fancy. Ooh. Yeah. It says that they have a brewer... Their brewer is basically right in the middle of a forest... And they have a lot of foraged ingredients like black currants and spruce tips. Um, 
This Bonanza is a three-year-aged three year unblended American wild ale with ponderosa pine needles. Interesting. They call it vib- vibrant, earthy, and complex. So that's one to keep out on your list if you are doing any beer swaps or if you can get some beer Bonanza from the Ale Apothecary. I don't know if I've ever had a beer actually brewed with pine needles. Uh, there's a spruce tips beer around here. It tastes like gin, kind of. You really get that pininess. Uh, that bonsai hmm. does that one by me. But um, uh, when you said bonsai in this one, I assumed it was from. Yeah, I might have said bonsai, but it's bonanza. That's the uh, name of the beer. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm. Um, this is an interesting one. Still Woods from the Drowned Lands Brewery out of Warwick, New York. It's a wheat pilsner. Um, so. They Drownlands has made it on Hop Culture's top beers drink in the summer, best beer that they had in all 2020 list, best new brewery of 2020. Um, so they're big fans of this brewery. I've never heard of them before, but uh, I've never heard of them either. The a wheat pilsner intrigues me. It sounds like something that would be really good to have on a fall, nice fall day. I don't. Is would that be like a cross between like a pilsner and like a blue moon, like? Is that what they're going for? Like a lighter blue moon? I don't know. Maybe you got to find it. See, if you can't find out the Drowned Lands uh, beers. I don't even know where Warwick, New York is. Me neither. Uh, I know where Warwick, Rhode Island is. Yeah. Mm. Uh, here's an old favorite of mine on the list. The Dreamweaver from Trogues out of Hershey, Pennsylvania. Um, I don't know if I've had that one. Yeah, it's just their unfiltered wheat beer. I think it's kind of a boring one to put on this list, but it's one that you could find... Most places that you can find trogues in the Northeast. So something to keep your eye out for if you're looking for nice fall beverage. Hmm. Hmm. Um, yeah, we'll leave it there. There's uh, a lot more interesting stuff on here that I didn't really talk about too much because some of them seem to be international beers that we don't really cover much on this show. But I will put the link to this Hop Culture Best Beers of to Drink in Fall 2021 in the show notes. Uh, you can read it for yourself. Maybe... Keep your eye out for something special to pick up to enjoy this fall season. I'm, I'm looking for this brewery to figure out where Warwick, New York is. And all I keep on seeing is that it's from Minnesota. The Drowned Lands? Yeah. Huh. Nope. I spelled Drown. Spelled Drowned. <laughs> drowned. <laughs> no, I spelled it Drown. <laughs> I spelled it Drown with a... No, with an e- I did this, right? I, I didn't know there was... I, I typed Drown, not Drowned. Yeah. So mm. I was getting the I was getting Drown Lands Brewery out of West Sussex, England, not Drowned Brewery or Drowned Lands out of New York. Yeah, and again, it's not gotcha. Drowned, it's Drowned. Drowned. <laughs> drowned. Drowned. Just Drowned. <laughs> I'm supposed you say I'm supposed you say uh you know gospel as or I'm supposed you say gospel as gospel, not gospel either. It sounded like you said it the same way twice. Gospel. You throwing that extra I in there? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're, uh, I, I feel like you just don't know how to speak English. It's okay. You live in you live in Montana. Because I'm not adding enough extra letters that aren't in the words. Correct. <laughs> You're reading them all phonetically. I know. <laughs> how dare you? Okay. So with that, um, I think it's time to dust off our old three-handled frosty mug of wisdom. Take it's it out of the freezer. Take off, blow off that freezer dust. Fill it up with. Uh, Life advice, hacks, wisdomy wisdom, stuff we like and or love and want to recommend to you. Um, but uh, to do that, we need to, to, to play you this special song. Jordan, take it away. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Mug of wisdom!
mug of wisdom. All right, Jordan, thank you. As always, check him out, Wreck My Podcast. Um, it's a good show. But, Tud. You're welcome. You are man of the people. Tud, um, everything you want to say about your win or uh, anyone who you want to just give the frosty mug to. <laughs> so this week, I'm going to make uh, Ober go first. Okay. I got a fun game that uh, uh, came courtesy of Doug and Katie. They came out and uh, I had spades, I think was the game I had a, a, either last episode or the episode before. Mm. Uh, I talked all about how fun trick-taking games are. Well, they brought with them a game called The Crew, and it is a space the exploration-themed collaborative trick-taking game where uh, you what? can play with two to five players, and you get dealt um, you know, a pretty typical, pretty normal deck. You know, there's four suits Trump, and a couple Trump cards, and... There's a little booklet that you have to go through all these missions, and and each mission is will do separate things, like, like saying, well, you have to take a trick with you know this specific card in it, or you know uh, one person can't take any tricks at all, or one person has to take every trick but one, or something like that. Uh, it's a really cool twist on co-op board or card games, and I like the trick-taking narrative and aspect of it. And the stories in the book are kind of fun. And basically, the the way to make it competitive or still fun, even though it's collaborative, is um, if you fail, you kind of have to restart the mission and you just keep score as you go through all these missions. So it was a really fun game and just a good way to hang out with some friends and play a trick-picking game without having to worry about who wins and who loses. And you just kind of have all fun together. Um I will say one other thing that I liked that was unique to this game compared to most other trick-taking games is you are allowed to communicate exactly one thing about your hand. You can reveal one of your cards, and that made it for an interesting twist, which I really liked. Uh, I think they just made a sequel for it, too, that might be underwater-themed instead of space-themed, but from what I hear, you definitely want to start with the original. Is the same game, then? No, it's like different missions, I think, but similar rules. Huh. Um, but yeah, it's called The Crew. If you're into card games, if you're into just fi- finding new games at all, I highly recommend it. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. It sounds like Among Us without the stabbing. Yeah, that's a good kind of a good analogy, except instead of um, on your cell phone or computer, it's with friends around a table and a deck of cards. All right, I'm going to hand the mug off to Chris. So I've been visiting the North. I think we all have heard and have maybe seen, if you're on social media, uh, some of that stuff. But uh, or in Tut's house, one thing that, or <laughs> or if you're in Tut's, yeah. Um, but there's one thing that I did, uh, which admittedly I normally don't really enjoy, but having children makes it a hell of a lot better. And uh, that is apple picking. I don't know. Oh, you guys been apple. You guys been apple picking before? Yeah. Well, as discussed, picked- my birthday is late September, so it's a popular birthday activity for me. Right. Right. As we all remember, no, uh, no, April first about- is your birthday. That's what Facebook says. <laughs> as everybody remembers, um, no. So we went to Holmgren, Holmberg, Holmberg, not Holmgren. Holmgren's the Subaru place. Holmberg is the <laughs> is is the apple orchard. Uh, we went to that apple orchard. Um, yesterday actually and uh i will say watching your almost four-year-old son run around and pick apples off the tree um it, it's it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun and <laughs> there was one point where he was running down the things he was just like screaming like i'm so happy i'm so happy i'm so happy just over and over again it was really funny um we got a couple bags of uh couple bags of apples and some apple cider which was absolutely spectacular and then uh on our way out we stopped at the little shop and they make uh apple crisp daily and i haven't had like solid apple crisp in a while so um we stopped in and (laughs) we bought this giant container of apple crisp um which we ate in like i don't know an hour uh (laughs) but it was it was so good it was so good it was amazing um so yeah i mean it's uh, one of those things for me it, it made it a lot more special to go with my kid um, 
because CJ was actually able to enjoy it and understand what apple picking was. I mean, Luke too, but Luke didn't. He just ate an apple the whole time. Just the entire time, <laughs> he just ate an apple. Um, but it was it was fun. It was fun. So if you're looking for something fun to do, um, grab a kid, just any kid, and, and go apple picking, because they enjoy it. They enjoy it quite a bit. It's a lot of fun. Worth, so. worth the Amber Alert. Worth the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> worth the warrants. It's no big deal. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, go go apple picking, everybody. And uh, what are you gonna do with all your apples? Honestly, we were talking about maybe doing baked apples because we bought we picked like six pounds of apples. Um, so we're talking about maybe doing baked app baked apples or something, uh, or trying to force apples upon our kids at any point possible. Like, I mean, at oh. least they'll travel back to North Carolina pretty well. I've never done uh, baked apples before. Sounds like a, the my least desired way to eat cooked apples, as opposed <laughs> to like no. pie or crisp. It's a healthy way of doing a pie or a crisp. You just take an apple, bake it, and throw some cinnamon just, and sugar. You just lose like on all of the good parts. Like you know, you take you take the you take the the the, the crust away. You take mm-hmm. away the the cinnamon sugar topping. Mm-hmm. You take away all that stuff, and then you just get the the uh, well all the sugar that you mix inside to make it all like you know thick and gooey take all that away <laughs> like it's, no butter you know? and then and then essentially it's just an apple pie okay um but if healthy you're, apple uh, pie a, if you're in a limited kitchen they aren't bad to make so <laughs> so do you eat them hot or do you like yes. are they good leftover i would think maybe garbage like at that point yeah you, you eat them you eat them hot with with uh, some ice cream or okay. some cinnamon well, i mean you can have both i i assume the cinnamon no. is don't you no. know that if, cin- if cinnamon and ice cream touch, they explode? They explode. That's it. That's it. They're done. That's true. Okay. Apple picking and or baked apples is the handle. More so apple picking. <laughs> Listen, don't put don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Chris's handle, if you heard it here, officially <laughs> is baked apples. Well, the thing to do when you have six pounds of apples. All right, I'm going to hand the mug off to me, I guess. Um, and so my handle this week is an app um, on your phone. Everybody can download it. It's called Leeches. L-I-C-H-E-S-S. Oh, another Doug-inspired um, handle here. This is a Doug-inspired handle. Well, it's actually a Dan-inspired handle. But I believe Dan got it from Doug. So I guess in a roundabout way, this is a Doug-inspired handle. Um, Leeches is basically the most... It's, it's powered by chess.com or chess.org or something like that. And basically it's... It's the most powerful chess simu- like chess app you can have on your phone. Uh, legally. You play against. Legally. There's, a, there's yes, black legally. market chess apps that are just too powerful yes. for street use. Too powerful. It <laughs> makes you unbeatable, unstoppable. Um, no, it's so uh, you can play against friends. You can play against computer. You uh, GMs of chess play on there and practice against other people. Uh, there's a whole community you can watch other people's games. You can play against a computer. So no, you, so you can go on there and you can play chess against people from all around the globe, including your friends. Um, you could challenge random people. You can either do the classical, which is 30 minutes plus 20 second time limits, all the way down to doing you know quick matches where you have to do you have to do everything within a minute um, of of your turn. So kind of like think like back to like the Queen's Gambit show where they're tapping the button real fast. Um, you can you can kind of play chess that way as well. It's pretty cool. Uh, it gets you better at chess if you if you're bad at chess like myself, or if you're good at chess. I mean, you can also go on there and dominate your friends, or move up in the rankings and become a world dominant chess player. So my handle Lee Chess. So are you Powered getting better? Are you getting? Are you any good now? No, I'm still terrible. I mean, I've beat Dan a few times, so I guess that's a bonus. I don't know what that says about Dan. Yeah, Doug. <laughs> Doug. Doug also mentioned this app to me. He told me. Um, he beat you in four moves, so I think he did the first time he played me. Correct. I will tell you this: he has not beat me in four moves this time. Okay. See, definitely. Four moves. How do you how do you improve. lose chess in four moves? How do you how do you lose I'm in four just, moves? I actually don't know. <laughs> That's fair. He doesn't have to, He doesn't. He hasn't got to the point where he can beat someone in four moves yet. But <laughs> yeah, but I haven't figured that out. I think I, with the advantage of this app, right, is you can go back and you can. Go to your old matches and see exactly what happened, right? I don't know how to find my old matches, but I do know you can go back to like prior moves within the match that you've made, and you can kind of like analyze it that way. But I'm sure there's, I mean, there has to be a way to go back to prior matches. Maybe you got to study. Is this a free app, or so, do you got to pay for this? 
No, it's all free. Oh man, I've never found anything I had to pay yet. I mean, there's there's ways to study. There's puzzles. There's challenges where you can play against a computer, and it's like, well, tell me what you know logically is the be- is the next move that you should make in this situation, and the computer will generate a chess situation for you. And you know, if you say it wrong, it will say no, try again, no, try again. And then if you once you get it right, it'll say, all right, play two more moves. But it only wants you to play the the correct moves. So there's a way to learn for different situations by just continually being in the app and playing games and playing mini games and learning and beating the computer. And then you get you do get to play against the computer and you could change the difficulty from one all the way up to eight. And oh wow, you know, as you win, I love as, new as, as I've won, here. as <laughs> yeah, it's true, it does not go up to ten. It was really shocking. Um, as I win against the computer, though, I move up. I I personally tick up the the challenge level by one, just to see where I'm at. And you know, I've only made it to four, but those those first three games that I won, those are some hard fought games against the computer. And four, you're halfway. You're halfway to beating the chess AI. Correct. Right. It it kind of it kind of dulls down the AI the lower levels you go. Um. Ooh. So again, Li Chess, no space, Lee Chess. Very cool. Download it now. And with that, we'd like to thank you all for listening. I uh, would like to thank the breweries who provided today's beers. I will thank Skygazer first for their watercolors replay, a uh, Berliner style with blackberry, black cherry, sweet cherry, vanilla, and milk sugar. I would like to thank Front Porch Brewing in Abomination for their collaboration on the Pistachio Puff Pastry Imperial White Stout. And I want to thank Collective Arts for their Mai Tai Sour. Please make sure you head over to social media and follow us if you're at DAWF Podcast. Also, make sure you hashtag follow the email at DAWFpodcast at gmail.com. Um, please head over to everywhere you get your podcasts, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcast app, Google Play, Amazon Music, if that's what you're into now. I notice that's a new popular one that, that the kids are now listening to these days. Um, anywhere you get your podcasts, Overcast, if that's where you listen to as well, uh, we're everywhere. So go go subscribe over there. Make sure you tell your friends. Also head over to uh, Apple Podcasts and leave a review as well as a rating. Um, it really helps get our name out there. And, you know, please just tell your family and friends. Uh, please make sure you head over to Discord and join the conversation over there. And with that, my name's Todd. My name's Chris. And I'm Obert. And remember, if you're tricking alone, do it with friends. So, Obert, now that you're a chess master, have you uh, have you started playing against people yet? Oh, no, I know I can suggest. Not my uh, game. <laughs> no, I'm actually going to go make some baked apples. And I do my baked apples a little differently, though. I do it with butter and sugar trust but it's basically the same recipe (laughs) so yeah so just everything just inside of bread yeah yeah plus plus butter